0: Tyler, I've outgrown this show. I don't know how to tell you this. Um, yeah, this is the time on here. I I was on Fine Bomb today in the first hour. So
1: and you were on for like 15 minutes. Was I was I on for 15 minutes? Yeah. Oh, well, if you went on at 3:30 like you said you were, <clears throat> I, yeah. I looked at my my watch when you went off and it was 3:45. Um being on Fine Bomb in the first hour was pretty cool. From being obsessed-
2: Sense of it
1: all. I really don't know where to go after that. Yeah,
2: don't take those calls. Make I can give you my address and phone number if you're ever in yeah, this neck of the woods. Call, call. In my life, I've never had a phone call like that.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the College Football Uncensored Podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. Hashtag on a Peter. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host and recent Fine Bomb guest, Chris Marlowe. First hour of Fine Bomb guest. First hour of Fine Bomb
0: guest. Now, how did you pull that off? So they messaged me. They were like, do you want to come on Fine Bomb today? And, and i was like yeah always um and and i was uh hold on one second here um i was all pumped up and i was like yeah man that'd be awesome and he's like 3 30 and i was like "3:30? that's like that's the first hour first hour you remember, remember in um remember were in walk hard you ever see walk hard the dewey Cox story
1: yeah i don't know i remember the details of the, of the movie, okay though.
0: there's a scene where he's like they're like, all right, well, Elvis wants to get out of here because he's got some Chinese strippers. I don't know what he said. He's like, so you got to go. You got to go. He wants you to close. He's going to go first. He's like, hold on. So it's Buddy Holly, the big bopper, Elvis, and then me. And that's what I was like. I was like sitting there today like, what the fuck am I supposed to say? What do you mean I'm going fucking 30 minutes in? So I get on. little peel behind the onion here for you guys. I get in. And Danny Brams, who I love to death. He's the producer of the Five bomb show. He does a great job and, and I don't know why he continues to have me on. but he goes, he goes, all right, let's talk some shit. And I was like, he didn't say shit. First off, yeah. I had to take down. Oh did he? I had to take these down.
1: Yeah, notice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's like if you saw the actual broadcast, you notice there's just push pins all next to my ear. just like that's like a, just terrible, terrible feng Shui and, and, and interior design. <laughs> um and they were like the sign that says atlhoe can we take that down and i was like all right so i'm just like doing the interview with like holding the fuck sign and the host sign in my pro- like in my lap like this the whole time it was fun though it was a good time
1: <laughs> yeah you did great man i thought Thanks, uh, how much of that is like did you have any sort of script or did, is it all just oh that's all adlib
0: yeah, yeah yeah he didn't even tell me what we were going to talk about i was like i was i was he's in my ear as, as we're about to go live and like, I don't, I mean, like, I was like, like, fine. I broke, I broke fine Like he was, yeah, he, he was laughing. Was like he you couldn't, couldn't stop laughing. He <laughs> yeah. like, we had like an old save in Tom Rinaldi moment. We just were giggling, just like little, little, two little giggle boys.
1: Now, do you see him like yeah. live? Yeah. Okay, yeah. you do. Well, and so luckily they
0: set it up with Zoom. Thank God, because my phone has been fucking up again. But also like, there's been times where I've done that where it's like, all right, we're going to call you on FaceTime. And the FaceTime won't go to my computer or go to my phone. And so, like, like, the last time I was on, it was like, I was, like, looking at my phone. I couldn't see him. Um, oh, thanks, Billy Daniels. I appreciate that. Um, STC <laughs> football guy is 68 plus one. So, he's has <laughs> to have you back. I love our fans. <laughs> um, anyway, but no. So, I'm, like, sitting there. Um, and, and I can see him. But they were, like, yeah, you're going to be in, like, five minutes, four minutes. And then, all of a sudden, he just came on and and in there i was like well who do you want me to talk shit about and he's like georgia tennessee whoever you want man i was like all right we can do both of those sounds like a plan
1: that's awesome man yeah Yeah. you did great and uh it was cool i took a picture of it right under your name it said cfu podcast i so it said cfb uncensored podcast cfb uncensored podcast that's right it's awesome man what publicity for the
0: show i gotta say it made me super happy um it made me super happy that we did. I hate to say this, but it at no point it just, that was the only branding I'll say that was brought up was our podcast. And I thought that was really cool. Cause usually it's like, yeah.
1: right. You know what I mean? The you know overall company. Yeah. 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 I got yeah.
0: You. So that was cool.
1: Yeah. It's fantastic, man. You did a great job. Got to tune into that. Um, I'm excited for the week, man. Do we? Is our guest coming on at eight forty-five? Eight forty-five. Okay, cool. So um, we'll just kill some time until then, and we'll just cover that game first.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's well, let's talk about the week ahead. There's some good stuff. I, so I do want to say something off the top. We'll get some some. Uh, oh God, I look like that. Do you ever see the movie Lawless? I don't think so. With Shia LaBeouf, and then like. Are you about Tom to say Hardy? you look
1: like Shia LaBeouf or Tom Hardy? No, I
0: look way better than Shia LaBeouf. But they all had hair like this because it'd be like all pressed down and mad but but still somehow parted down the middle. I look like I'm in from like the fucking 30s. Um, that can be cool. Anyway. Maybe
1: that's in right now. <laughs> Is it? No, we're like nice. almost in the 20s.
0: Isn't that nuts? Moonshiners. Ben Diesel gets it. Um, okay, no. so I want to give a shout out to a friend of the pod we had on last year who clearly joined the pod without knowing that he was going to hit it this big or who we were and that's fine. But Josh Pate getting to sign, um, um, a new deal. I just, I just, I don't think there's a single person that watches Pate or knows who Pate is or is friends with him or whatever that doesn't pull for that guy or isn't happy for that guy. So I just wanted to say, um, Josh Pate, we're, we're thrilled for you in the new, new contract and congratulations. And all the hard work and that, that guy puts on man or puts, puts out there and, and content. Uh, paid off so I just I wanted to give him a quick shout out
1: well we know he's listening we know he's probably live right now watching yeah um in fact um he is I actually had him go under the disguise of Eddie Eddie Booza so Eddie (laughs) Booza has actually been Josh Pate this whole time
0: we do love Eddie Booza um (laughs) yeah no Eddie Booza so Eddie Booza also something we can get we can get into here yeah is our first um our first Texas Pete winner
1: we got a Texas Pete winner.
0: Well, we will, <laughs> but he already bought all the stuff. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's true. he's a winner because he's Eddie Buzza, but also yeah. he bought all the Texas Pete stuff imaginable already, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. so Eddie, a uh, good buddy of mine, uh, fraternity brother from, from Florida State, uh, got to hang out with him when I went down to Tallahassee, and uh, he informed me that he bought, like, a shitload of Texas Pete stuff. And he's like, you know, I've I've got the order here. I haven't pressed send yet because I'm headed out of town. I don't want it to ship when I'm gone. He's like, but I'm going to hit send while I'm on vacation. So it's there when I get back. Always thinking ahead. Yep. And he's like, use the promo code uncensored, got the discount. And he ordered like 10 grand worth of stuff. Not really, but maybe Uh, maybe 20,000.
0: Eddie, I need to know in the comments, did you order the popcorn? They have a popcorn on here? Like... knock your socks off brother i don't even wear socks and knock my socks off um if you missed earlier on and we'll get into it here with our first guest uh let's get into some of these game lines but if you missed earlier on um because texas pete is our sponsor and we will obviously do our ad read later hashtag on a peter i'm still on a peter i'm sitting so fucking hard on a peter right now
1: (laughs) all right how hard of a peter (laughs) are you sitting on that's it's like a people
0: on a scale of one to seven it's a 6.9 and that's for damn sure like okay we joke around a lot i went 15 and six a week ago we're 52 and 17 on here i've got a lock of a week that is free money it's free money this week on the slate this week on the slate is free money and it's it's not an sec game but it is okay. absolutely free money and i shouldn't have said it that many times because i'll am i probably fuck it up uh now at this point but um yeah i'm, I'm pumped man i'm, I'm really pumped
1: this is this is exciting i'm, I'm pumped up our our guests should be jumping in here in a couple of minutes yeah um yeah i'll, I'll tell uh, go ahead i'll tell uh the listeners this week um sorry for missing last week the recap show i was in austin texas uh out there decided to go out there on saturday flew in early knowing um Actually, I would always plan on flying in early, but it ended up working out because Texas played a late game uh 7 what was it? 6:30 local, I think. Mhm. Um and that was awesome. I mean, what a day. It was like I was 23 again, Chris. Maybe 20. <laughs> maybe 20. <laughs> oh. Uh we went down to the stadium. I, I hated went with a 20-year-old bo- t hook. <laughs> you didn't know. T- I know, but I still hated you for sure. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. probably would have. Um you no, know didn't Eddie Boozer? um that's fair so uh but anyways we went down to the stadium me and a bunch of co-workers uh it's funny i got my buddy billy who's in the chat here tonight he's a big bama Bama guy um we were gonna take his tickets for the a&m game this weekend if we had gone Um, oh that's fun but uh anyways him and i are i think we're the only people in our 30s there everyone else 20s why do you always find yourself it's like you and what's in Kurt. Yeah, well, that's because Kurt's like twenty five. <laughs> so he was like, there. He was there. Yeah, well, he wasn't there on Saturday. He got in Sunday, but yeah, I mean, that's dude, just that's all.
0: Every time I think of Kurt, I just think of a kid just doing this thing with his finger like oh, in like, packing nine, the... like a dip can yeah uh, that and would then... be billy actually oh billy okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: um but uh yeah so billy and i just you know riding the wave with all these 20 year olds um guys and girls and and we're you know i vaped for the first time because these kids vape you you vape? yeah i'm like a vape god now statutory so, uh, so it was a lot of fun uh i've never been as hungover as i was on our monday meeting that we had i mean it was awful went to bed at like three had to wake up at seven it was horrible that sounds terrible uh but austin texas is a great time and uh so sorry to miss the show but glad to be back yeah let's get into this week's slate we got our yeah let's do it and we got we got our guest here too and so also
0: i want to tell you that um so if you watched the show last week i'll apologize and i didn't know that i wasn't sharing the audio from the actual voice messages so that's, yeah that's got to be frustrating if you're a listener because you're like, it's like a solid two minutes. And, and me and Gordy, Gordy was listening to a couple of them, so we're just like sitting here laughing like, <laughs> we didn't laugh like that. We didn't laugh like the fucking Budweiser frogs from like the 90s, but we did laugh.
2: Oh my gosh. Chris What's Gordy, up, Gordy, how the hell are you? Yeah, and, and you were sharing everybody's phone numbers too. I didn't know. If that was-
1: <laughs> Chris, up, I talked Gordy. about this. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. This no, is why, like, Gordy, this is why I usually run the show here, you know? Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't yeah. think
2: we've got anybody famous on there, but, like, if we want to call some of those people, they're on those YouTube videos. That's well, I use their guy. numbers to hand
0: out to other companies <laughs> that, that uh, you know, just trying to make money on the side. Same with the stickers. You get it.
1: <laughs> Gordy. All right, was, so we talking LSU, Tennessee, or what?
2: Yeah, let's, let's do luck. it. I, found, I, I gave Marlar a line. It was too late to use on Bomb, but I thought it was perfect to use uh, – Say that he's betting on Tennessee minus a two three this weekend. It'll be the only time he's ever made money. Ever made money off a hooker. I think that's a great line.
1: Oh, bomb. It's pretty good. You think it's they would like that? That you think they would appreciate that on there? Yeah, my, I, I
2: cannot bring I, up hooker names. My other one I have is uh, Will Anderson is going to be saying to the A and M quarterback, "Wait till I get my hands on you." How about that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's not even why. <laughs> I just I hate myself for laughing that hard. Um, all right, let's get into the Tennessee LSU game. We're gonna talk about that bloodbath waiting to happen in Tuscaloosa a couple of weeks or uh, a couple couple. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, um, this game this game here in Tennessee. So I've had a, I've had a change of thoughts. It's in Baton Rouge. We had this conversation the other day, Gordy, where we were talking about. Um, this like this is a fan base for Tennessee that hasn't caught any breaks in forever, right? So and now you get a chance where you might have I think Jaden Daniels is expected to play, right?
2: Yeah, that yeah, that that's the latest is
0: he's playing. Okay. But you have a you have a, a a QB that's nicked up this week. You got a QB that's gonna be nicked up next week in Knoxville when you play Alabama. You got Bama next week, and you have a really good opportunity to possibly upset them. Your favorite on the road in Death Valley, but you get Death Valley at 11 a.m. instead of at night. LSU continues to be my favorite team outside of Bama and Georgia Tech, where they have posted at this game's gonna be 11 a.m. kickoff. Gates open at nine, beer sales at nine. This is courtesy of the LSU official LSU Twitter handle. They have already tweeted this out. Get get there, get your fucking mind right. Let's get it going and get Death Valley loud and proud. I I think I have convinced myself that i'm on the wrong side of this by thinking tennessee is going to cover three points and the reason why is because vegas made makes a lot of money off of idiots like me and a lot of idiots are looking at this line thinking man three points seems like that's just free money like why, why would we not bet uh tennessee what are your thoughts on on the line and where it's where it hasn't really moved even with the quarterback situation and uh in the game in general
2: yeah i mean there's a few things with this game there, there's so many matchups in this that's Strength on strength, mm-hmm. weakness on weakness, and just to give a few out, like strength on strength, obviously the, the Tennessee offense. I mean, Hendon Hooker is, has been phenomenal. They're high flying. Even without Cedric Tillman, it sounds like he's probably not going to go in this game. You got Jalen Hyatt. You got all these different weapons. Uh, LSU strength has been their defense. You know, Matt mm-hmm. House has done a really good job of picking and choosing his spots, when to bring pressure, when not, when to drop. Um, the secondary has been pretty good for being a hodgepodge of dudes from all over. They got a dude from McNeese, a guy from ULL, a guy from Oklahoma state. They've all done pretty well. They've passed the test. Um, you know, the interesting thing is they held Auburn in their house. I understand Auburn's dysfunctional, but they held them. They shut them out in the second half. That's hard to do it for any opponent in the sec. So Cordy, hold
0: on, hold on. My family is dysfunctional. Auburn is on another level altogether. That is, that is, that's a bit different.
2: Well, but, but put it this way, they scored 17 points with ease early on, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I thought they did a good job making second-half adjustments and all that. So that's strength on strength, weakness on weakness, LSU's offense versus Tennessee's defense. If you were to look at Tennessee, you would say their biggest I – don't, I don't know if I'd say flaw, but weakness is, is the defense. And that was – there were big question marks coming into this season. There was a report that came out that Monday, Jaden Daniels called a players-only meeting with mm-hmm. the wide receivers Normally, when you hear pl- players only meeting, it's because we're we're all fucked. We're like dysfunctional. Everything's falling apart. This team's four and one. They just came off a big road win, and they're calling a players meeting. It's because Brian Kelly said on Monday that's unacceptable. We just had a quarterback throw for eighty yards in a game. This isn't Jordan right. Jefferson or uh, you know all those crap quarterbacks that LSU had ten years ago. Like this is Jaden Daniels is a guy who outduel Justin Herbert. Uh, you know, a couple of years yeah. ago freshman Arizona State. So. I'm expecting LSU to open up this passing game They're, they they want to get Kaisha Booty the ball they want to get Malik Neighbors involved and so Tennessee's secondary in defense is going to be tested can that defensive front can Byron young and those guys get after the the quarterback so if lSU's coming out in high flying and scoring early and often dude we're we're gonna have a shootout and this is this may be you know a little bit reminiscent of that Tennessee Kentucky game from a year ago so those are just kind of some of the matchups I'm looking at on paper but you're right. The LSU fan base is going to fire, be fired up. I don't know what time walk-ons opens, but if I'm them, I'd, I'd open at 5 a.m. Start serving bloody marys and mimosas, and people will be three sheets to the wind by by 10 a.m. <laughs> I
0: listen. I I will never forget reading that 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 expose. Uh, big word that I don't understand what it means in ESPN the magazine from like years ago, when they were talking about they went down to cover an LSU game during a. Is he drinking a little nooner? Look at you. Um, so they they they. They cover an LSU game, and it was it's a 2007. I want to say 2007 LSU Georgia game. Maybe it's 2008. I'm not sure. But they went down to cover this game, and it's in Baton Rouge, and and they're talking about how you know they're fucking hammered the night before, and they're going to bed at 2:30. Which if you've been to Baton Rouge, you know is a probably a little bit early uh, the night before a game, as soon as a 3:30 kick, and next morning they're waking up at 7 a.m. with just like a a waft of tequila shots, like that to just under the nose, like it's like fresh cooked bacon um like i don't i don't i think that lsu fans are at a point where they're taking stuff personally and they have a chip on their shoulder in terms of i think they they feel like they they should belong in the top 25 and and they do because they're finally ranked but like the disrespect to death valley the disrespect to lsu the disrespect to brian kelly uh and how good of a coach he is because they had a one-point loss to florida state i mean this is a tennessee team that hasn't beaten like like, listen, they beat Pitt on the road. That's the only game they've had on the road. They beat Pitt without their best quarterback, right? And they did it against a team who has been dog shit at home and is the worst team in the country when it comes to covering the spread at home. They're zero and four. They just lost to Georgia Tech at home a week ago. So, how good is Pitt? I, I like. I hate to sound like a, a homer here to jump on the LSU train, but I mean, I, I'm kind of there.
2: Well, that's, I got criticized for that at, at SEC media days. You know, some people were asking me, you know, is, is ten, can Tennessee or Kentucky compete for, for the East? And I kept saying they're very good teams. And mm-hmm. I and I thought Kentucky and Tennessee both had a chance at ten at ten wins this year. Go ten and right. two, be, be like Ole Miss was last year. Get to a Sugar Bowl. Like that's a great year. Right. But when we're talking about beating Georgia and winning the East, I'm like they're not there yet. No. They're on the way. Like let's this is a great rebuild that Heupel's doing, and let's not discredit it. But right. On the way. They're not there yet. And so if we're gonna say they've arrived and they're gonna beat LSU and they're gonna beat Bama, like let's pump the brakes a little bit. Tennessee's still got flaws, they've still yeah. got issues. That defense is still not where it needs to be. The offense is great, hooker's great, but even the run game's not great. Uh I wanna say they're they're like bottom half of the SEC in yards per carry, somewhere around like four point five. That's not that's look that okay. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of that came from Hendon Hooker's rushing yards in the in the uh, Florida game. So Jabari Small's kind of been inconsistent. Uh, uh, Jalen Wright's been kind of okay. Like they're fine, but it's not like a dominant balanced attack by any means. So yeah, they're ninth in the SEC in, in, uh, in rushing yards per carry. Yeah, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to shit on Tennessee. I still think they're a good team, but again, like let's let's stop saying they've arrived. They're they're right. building their, their way back. And so that all said. I always say like I hate to downplay these matchups because it's like an East team versus a West team, hey, here's a secret. You can lose this game and still yeah. get to where you want to go. You know what I mean? So, it, it, you know, if Tennessee's going to put all their eggs in the basket to try to beat LSU, hey man, worry about Georgia later. Like that's a way more important game. You right. win that one, you're winning the you're winning the East, you're going to Atlanta. Whereas the LSU game, it it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like years ago LSU lost to Florida, still won the West. What, you know, went to the SEC championship game. Losing that crossover opponent from east west, it's fun, but it, it at the end of the day, it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. You're, you're the, the the games you play on the side of your conference is what matters.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that.
1: So I was kind of looking into this. Uh what's the best way to attack Tennessee's defense if you're LSU? And I kind of feel like the the strength of Tennessee is stopping the run and their their biggest uh way to expose them is is explosive plays deep. And and I just kind of feel like Jaden Daniels, and I think I actually saw a stat on this where he, he like, his even attempts down the field are not there. Like everything is very short. Mm-hmm. How do you think LSU is going to attack Tennessee in this
2: game? So I think we're going to see a little bit more gunslinger um, because Jaden Daniels made the comments that he was playing. Like the, there's a reason why the, the biggest stat I, I love about this game is these two quarterbacks, Hendon Hooker and Jaden Daniels, are the only two quarterbacks in the SEC who haven't thrown an interception. And of course, you guys know how few interceptions Hendon threw last year. He takes care of the ball. Uh, Jaden Daniels had a quote this week somewhere about like something about playing too safe. Like Mm -hmm. he was like, he's they basically preached him, do not turn the ball over. Do not turn. So it's almost to a point where he's one read Jaden. He looks for his guy. If he's not there, he tucks it and runs. He's like, cut that bullshit out. Like, read your, go through your options and your progressions. And then if option three isn't there, then tuck and run it. Like, don't. You got to be a quarterback here. Still, you can't just be one and done. So, um, yeah, I, I really think that they are going to find ways to get shots, take shots downfield. I think Kayshon Booty. The, the best thing about him is his numbers have been abysmal. They've been god awful for a guy who's projected. Yeah, Tom, Tom McShay still hasn't projected to be one of the first wide receivers taken the draft. So, I, I don't think I don't think this year is going to hurt or help his draft stock. Whatever, but I think he's finally starting to realize. Look, man. Like, let's go ball out. This this team's better than I think most people expected. Like, let's go. Let's go do this thing. And so, they're going to take shots early and often against you know with Malik Neighbors, with Kayshawn Booty, Jack Besh hasn't done much either. Yeah, no. I think they're going to take some shots. And so, you're right, Tyler. I mean, the, the, it's there for the take. If you're going to do it any week, this is the week to do it. And, and I say that with no disrespect to Tennessee secondary, but I do think there are plays to be to be had there. And if they're going to go there and you know, line up under center or, or, or you know, shotgun and, and hand the ball off to John Emery. Like, I just think that's a mistake. Take your shots.
0: i, I tell you what you keep right. You brought up this earlier about how this whole strength on strength versus weakness on weakness. There is one area that that Brian Kelly's LSU team so far has had a strength um, that I think that not a lot of teams have had. Um, I brought it with, with Mississippi State a week ago and, and then putting up. You know, going into that game against AM, and they had scored in 15 of 16 quarters this season. Well, the quarter they didn't score in was on the you know fourth quarter on the road against in Death Valley where they got outscored 21 nothing. You look at Tennessee who is against FBS opponents getting outscored 22 to 10 in the fourth quarter of games. They've been outscored in in three of their four games total, I believe. Uh, in the fourth quarter, I could be wrong about that. I, I probably am, um, but. Against FBS opponents, which was what matters, and Power Five opponents with Florida and, and Pitt, getting outscored twenty-two to ten in the fourth. Now, and those aren't games where they were up like a ton. Like I know they were up against Florida, but they didn't finish that game necessarily. And then you talk about a uh, LSU team that's that's outscoring their opponents forty-one to seven in the fourth quarter games this year. You saw how they closed out um, the the they saw they closed out the uh, the Auburn game. Like this is not a situation like I, I could easily see this playing out where. Tennessee does what Tennessee does, which is come out early, put points on the board, get, get down there when they're on script, you know, go down right down the field and score on this LSU team because hypo and Hooker are very, very good, especially on script early in the game. But you got to play for 60 minutes. And that's somewhere we've seen this team struggle where especially if that defense is constantly on the field and LSU, I don't know, forces a couple of turnovers because it, you know, I, I Hooker has been great. Most hookers aren't. Um, unless you're in Vegas, but I think hooker has been really good. Don't you roll your eyes. You open with a hooker joke, (laughs) but I mean, I, I just, I get the feeling that
1: this, I thought you were about to say something else. Marler. I thought you said, you, you've been with hookers, (laughs) (laughs) you know, know. you
0: brought this up. (laughs) He did this to me on one of his shows where he was like, Marla, you know how hookers work or something like that. And I was like, can you fucking not right now? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, let's, get, let's get a score prediction before, before we get you out of here, Gordy. Um, and we appreciate the time as always. But, I, I, you know, I think I'm kind of – well, I want to hear what you have to say first. But I feel like I'm kind of leaning where you are.
2: Yeah. I mean, if LSU can get after, get after Hendon, you know, with Ollie with, uh, Gay and, and B.J. Joe Gilari, who's been so good at rushing the mm-hmm. pass, or, or get, him on the, get him on the ground, a dirty hooker, if you will. Um, I think yeah, I, I think LSU is gonna ha- gonna have a chance, but um, th- I think your your stats are a little skewed. I mean, look, you, you know, the Pitt game they had Not a backup like Pitt had a backup quarterback in late and still was able to. So maybe maybe that is a point there. But the Florida game was kind of like Tennessee. It was it was a rivalry game. I don't know how much you can translate from how the end of that game played out, but mm-hmm. they should have they should have beat them into submission, right? You had your foot on their neck and you let up, and, and Florida made a game of it but um yeah again like th- with, with lsu it's been the, the big storyline has been the lack of start i mean, you remember tyler um lsu at halftime at three points against florida state yeah. halftime against mississippi state they had seven points and against auburn last week they had seven points before they finally scored their second right. touchdown the two-minute offense right before halftime to make it 14 they got like they sit in practice all or game plan all week and script out their first few plays like They've got to – say this like, if LSU comes out and they're not executing early, I wouldn't freak out. But, dude, if you look up at the scoreboard and it's 20 to nothing, you know, in yeah. the second quarter, I kind of would freak out just knowing Hendon Hooker and that firepower. Like, are you going to, is the defense going to be able to get stops to keep helping out the defense? So, I said earlier in the week, I said Tennessee 31 27. So, I like, I like them. Um, you know, look, the, the, they get the cover just by a hair but uh i don't know i think it should be a rocket atmosphere and it should be a really fun one
0: i love some of these lsu predictions i've seen where it's like lsu 17 14 and i'm like if you fucking think that they're gonna hold this offense to
1: 14 points tyler what do you got in this game it's crazy that's why i laugh when you said it i have tennessee 31 lsu 28
0: so right on the fucking number dickhead yep Yep. (laughs) Yeah. um and the overs at 65 okay so 34 so if i said thirty-four, thirty-one, it would be right on top of the number i'm gonna say lsu and let's listen i want to reiterate that if you're if you're listening right now neither one of these guys shit how do i do this neither one of these guys here <laughs> <laughs> neither one of them are 52 and 17 in their picks so if yeah you want true. someone to tell you what you should be doing in life financially especially with betting um, you always listen to Uncle Chris when finances are involved. And so uh, that's obviously a joke, but I'm going to take LSU. Fuck you, Tyler. I'm going to take LSU 30 to 27. I think that this is a game where where LSU does enough to stick around and then upsets them late and, um, and that's it. So Gordy, uh, we love you, man. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, plug the Locked On SEC uh, podcast. And um, you have a very fun guest that's always there on Tuesdays. Um, and if we're right everywhere else people can find you. because now it's like it's getting to be your weird time of year where I'm like I'll text you on a Saturday I'm like you watching this you're like no I'm in fucking Seattle for the, the Astros game and I'm like what
2: the fuck is going on right now <laughs> yeah it's just a uh, locked on SEC wherever you get your podcast we're on YouTube now doing a video version as well I will say this real quick Tennessee if, if LSU gets the 30 points they'll win the game yeah I, that, that's kind of, and I think most Tennessee fans agree with that and one quick note for when you guys get to the uh, Arkansas game when, when y'all preview that Arkansas likely going to start Cade Fortin this week over KJ Jefferson. He is the fourth quarterback named Cade to take a snap at a college football game this year. So I'll leave I you with that.
0: Your deep. Dive Beautiful in the stats. He sounds like the most fucking Clemson name ever, but also I know they have Cade Clubnik So, um, all right, Gordy, we will catch you soon, man. We appreciate it.
1: All right, fellas. See ya. Best. L- uh, okay. Oops, sorry. I, had, I, I say, removed him. My bad. I was going to say worst of luck to the Astros, but fine. yeah,
0: fuck the Astros. Um, okay, we got so listen, we gotta, we gotta get through this. Um, Uncle Producer Dan has had a day. We yeah. gotta mow, we gotta mow through this. We got we got basically 27 to I don't know, some amount of minutes to get this to him. There are it's a full slate. It's it's seven on seven conference games here. So we've already covered one in the SEC. There's also some other big games outside the SEC that I'm sure you have circled. We gotta talk about Texas Oklahoma. Yep, let's talk about it now. Do you want me to mow through the SEC ones real quick?
1: Let's do the ones that are kind of like Ole Miss Vandy, like just yeah, what do you want to say? Ole Miss Vandy,
0: this? here's your preview. I don't give a shit. And I think that Ole Miss is gonna have like a set back. I would take the over, whatever the over is. I think it's a 61. Um, and and what whatever Ole Miss is in the first half. We will look at the numbers later, but whatever that is, take it. Uh they they've been doing really well, especially in the first half of games. Um, Vanderbilt coming off a bias should see it'd be interesting to see if they've made any adjustments. Um since that bama beat down okay mizzou florida do you know mizzou has beaten florida in excuse me three of the past five years
1: mizzou so yeah in the last 10 games head to heads five five
0: yeah I, like mizzou kind of owns florida which is hilarious yeah, it's weird in a lot of ways uh and, and by the way in some of those games they're not close it's been like 41 to 17 41 to 24 yeah so um if you're florida Continue to get right. You get the state Like like I, I said this the other day, like like literally Mother Nature is trying to fucking force you out of the state and to go travel, see the world, like sow your oats. Is that what they'd say? Maybe. Spread your seed non-sexually or say, I don't know, whatever you want to do at this point. You're adults, 2022. Um, but I do think that uh, this is like the 11 point spread seems like a bit much. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10 foot pole in terms of betting, but I interesting to see if Mizzou can can um, kind of build off what they did a week ago against Georgia.
1: I agree on the spread. I think I like the under here because I think yeah. Missouri's defense, like better, much, like was really good against Georgia until they got worn out, and they're yeah. they're actually pretty decent. And I think their quarterback sucks, and I think their best receiver could be out this week, um, Dominic Lovett. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to run the ball on Florida. Florida's got Dominic a horrible run. It. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're going to try to run on Florida's defense, which is awful at stopping the run. So I think it's just going to be long possessions, shitty game. Mm-hmm. I think it is, probably it's always a shitty game. Yeah, it always is. Uh, I think Florida probably wins, but I'd take the under 55. Okay, I like that. Um, w- one more
0: real quick, if we want to see this. Um, we're not going to spend as much time on it because I hate their fan base uh, still until they all apologize publicly. Um, South Carolina, Kentucky. Kentucky has opened it. They opened it a a 10.5 point favorite. We don't know what the issue is if Will Levis is going to start tonight. Apparently, he's got an issue that's not even related to his finger,
1: his butt. You
0: guys heard of your first oh, You day. said not Breaking related. News on college football uncensored. Will Levis's butthole has caused him to potentially miss. He's got a broken butthole, and he might not be able to make it for the South Carolina game. Why do we get paid to do this? <laughs> oh, broke butt Levis. Um, Yo, Lego. That is so much. Lego. Uh we got a I got a Bama fan from Alaska. This is incredible. Thank you, Justin Culverman. It's so great. Great to hear from you. Um, anyway. So I, I, this is an important game because I think Kentucky has owned this series. I've won seven out of the last eight. Uh, South Carolina has looked so bad. If you're betting on this game, and again, I don't have the numbers in front of me because I didn't do a good job with any of that, but take the first half under, no matter what it is, um, that is, man, they they have both been very slow starters uh, in the first half of games this year. Um, I think that probably continues. And I would take, like I said, I would take... Um, I would take I would take Kentucky to win. I think they'll be able to pull it out because I just don't trust South Carolina. And they're on the road. Like I, I just I don't think South is a good enough football team. That's also another team, I believe, that's that's playing their first road game somehow. Um that should be I, yeah, I it. I don't know. I
1: kind of feel like I, I feel like Kentucky could be flat in this game. I would um, love it if they did. I, I think it's a perfect time to to get in on South Carolina if it's a double digit. Wow, well, it's um, not though. It's down to five in some books. Is it? What? Yeah.
0: Yes, because Will I Levis was might not, minus not start. It was that was it's it's the the live one right now on sure on right. ESPN six is, is six right and a half, and then it got down to five on DraftKings earlier today. So Levis is definitely not
1: playing then. No, there's no way. It wouldn't move that much if people weren't definitive about it, right? Uh, James Spivey, can my wife get a shout out for letting me be on here on her anniversary? Wow, it's sir. Your inter-
0: Wait, what's her name?
1: The- the dedication, yeah, James. Put put her name in the chat. We need to talk to her. Yeah,
0: what's your wife's name? Let me go look her up on Facebook, like you did to my girlfriend earlier earlier tonight, James. Let's talk about it. Just kidding, love it. Yeah, Jeff Williams, about that time to have the Athens. Can't wait. Um, God, this hair is out of fucking control. I hate this. Uh, hey,
1: let's uh, let's okay, Lori. So your your wife's name is Lori. Lori, shout out to you for letting your husband, James. Yeah to watch us two morons (laughs) talk about lines in college football games and broke buttholes and Um, broke buttholes and being drunk with 20 year olds in Austin. Thank
0: you so much for letting your husband join us. He's uh, you guys are an incredibly attractive couple. I've kept up with most of your social
1: media. (laughs) Oh God. Hope you're comfortable. Uh, That's, that's weird. Okay. So you're going, so you're going Kentucky then if it's at five, but I'm taking hate Kentucky five. no matter
0: what. I, I don't give a shit. I'm taking Kentucky to cover it. I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, Kentucky is eight and one against the spread against South Carolina. It's bad. Since 2013. Yeah. All right, we gotta, she, we gotta move. We gotta move. She, 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 do you want to
0: save? Do you want to save Mississippi State, Arkansas?
1: Yeah, let's save that because now okay. we got some breaking news from oh, from shit. Gordy. Did from Aaron Gordy.
0: Judge hit a no. his sixty third home run?
1: No. Um. All right. Should we do Utah, UCLA? Yeah, yeah, i But first, okay. let's take a quick time out to talk about some of these spicy plays we've been talking about, Chris. Spicy plays like Texas Pete, sir. Uh, Texas Pete has the spice and flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch. If you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce, run, don't walk. Yeah. Chris, I've I've implored, cool. I've implored you not to walk. Grab yourself a bottle today, just like our listener, Eddie Buzza, who grabbed 17 bottles. Yeah. Visit TexasPete.com, just like Eddie did, for recipes and hot apparel. Plus, take 20% off your entire order with promo code UNCENSORED. When big with Texas Pete, when you sauce like you mean it. Hashtag, on a Peter. Let's go. Chris, did you have some Texas Pete this weekend? I was in Texas, so of course I had Texas Pete.
0: Yeah, I did. I, I made so I, I did I did the breakfast, lunch, and dinner thing again.
1: I had it in my oh, eggs, yeah? and I
0: had it on my Pete or my well, on my You had it on again. your Peter. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna Sir, say pizza. that's not
1: that's not Chris what is do.
0: actually out from the podcast. He's got a Texas Pete urethra. Uh he put it he put Texas Pete on his Peter again. Um
1: and that cannot be used as lube, guys, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we highly, highly recommend not. Using Texas Pete on any sort of Peter, no, no, whether it's a person named all. Peter or anything in between.
0: <laughs> well, it depends on if it's Peter Gammons. You never know. If he says something bad about the Red Sox,
1: Peter Gabriel.
0: Peter Gabriel is somebody we should douse in Texas Pete because he ruined Genesis. I don't
1: know any. Whoa, of James <laughs> is going out of control! In the- Jesus Christ, James. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Saturday, three thirty on Fox. Number eleven Utah at number eighteen UCLA. UCLA three and a half point underdog at home total 64 and a half ucla is undefeated number 18 in the country last week they had a top 15 ranked pac-12 opponent in their house they were (laughs) underdogs that was washington was it it you that i had to talk off the ledge on that one i was like don't fucking bet on washington on that i'm i took ucla straight up okay good 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 yeah yeah of course um they came out with a victory. DTR. Yeah, Sometimes he's good, he huh? To find the relationship. This time, uh, fifth-year quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He was awesome, man. Um, yeah. He's got – he's just behind Bryce Young in passer rating this year. He's, like, a top 15 quarterback. Right. 11 touchdowns, only one interception. Electric, um,
0: too. Very, very fun athlete to watch.
1: Yeah. It was hilarious when he, he, like, juked those two Washington guys and they just hit each other. Yeah. It was a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Utah. Last five matchups with UCLA, Utah's won five straight by 27 points per game on average. They have covered by over 19 points a game in those five games. That doesn't bode well for Yo, UCLA. What is? What's your pick here? I'm
0: taking Utah. I'm taking Utah. Uh, I think they're a better team. They're they're not coming off a bye week, but they're coming off a very easy win. Where's this game over by? Oregon State? I know, tough one. Uh, hate to see it, don't we? Um, this game is being played where? It's at UCLA.
1: It's at UCLA. I'm taking UCLA straight up again.
0: Okay, I like that. Um, I'm gonna take Utah because I think that, like, as much as I enjoyed watching UCLA on on Friday night, and listen, here's another thing. I'm gonna get on a fucking soapbox for a second. I came to an epiphany real quick. On a Peter, okay? I'm, I'm on a I'm on a I'm on an epiphany, Peter. Okay, um. We need, you know that we're in the midst right now of like 55 days and there's only five of them without football. There's no Thursday night college football game tonight, but there's NFL. So it's like between NFL and college, there's only five days from now until basically after the weekend after Thanksgiving, going through that Monday that we won't see college football games or we won't see football games. Love it. But some of these games, they need to like, like, listen, put fucking Georgia Tech on every Thursday night forever. Like make that their home. The Washington, like the, the Pac-12 after dark, move a fucking like a, a Pac-12 after dark game. It's like that a lot of the country don't get to see. Move that to fucking seven thirty or eight on a on a Friday night. Let's fucking go. I don't understand what we're doing here. I, I just I feel like there's so much room for activities, and we're not giving ourselves enough room to enjoy some of these games. Anyway, I'll get off the soapbox. Well, hey, maybe
1: um, maybe the answer to to some of this like crazy realignment and reshuffling of the NCAA is, is to let conferences have days yeah so yeah, kind of well, like what you're saying with Georgia Tech gets every Thursday it's like maybe we give oh you like that I don't like ooh. that at all that bad. uh maybe it's like we give like the the Pac-12 Friday nights and yeah they play like all the conference games like they're gonna be there will be two at 7 30 right two to start at 8 30 I love it they just get all of them and if you have a marquee matchup, you say you got a USC Utah, put it on fucking
0: Saturday. Put make it a 730 start on FS1. Whatever. Anyway, this game, I like Utah. I think Utah will come out as they're a better team, they're a better coach team. Listen, they're they're a long travel trip. There's there's not a Mormon in this country that I would wish to travel to the land of Wawas and 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 meth and go down to Florida, which is just a lawless swamp run by Ron DeSantis. Um, and I just I don't think that it's a very fair Judgment to say they're not a good football team because they lost this one game. You know what I mean? So I'm going to take Utah to win. I think that's what happens there.
1: All right. What do you think happens in Oklahoma and Texas? Oh,
0: I love this. I, you know what I fucking love about this is that Chris was right. And I've been telling you guys all year that I thought Texas was better than people thought. This line opened. This line opened as Texas minus one. It got bought up to seven and a half on day one. Think about that. Think about how much money has to come in early on Texas for it to get bought up that high. Now Dylan Gabriel might be out for this game. He might not Yours be playing. In. Huh?
1: Yours is in. Yours is in. Yeah.
0: I think Texas wins. I So, man, like I really wanted him to win a year ago. I think that would have been just so huge for Steve Sarkeesian and, and the, the narrative that later became of him. Hey, and by the way, by the way, let's take a step back for a second. If we're going to sit here and talk about how bad Texas was and that loss to Kansas, Texas didn't be good because they lost to Kansas the year before. Hello. Kansas is fucking undefeated. I mean, like,
1: different team. I mean, let's be honest.
0: Fuck off, Tyler. I don't. <laughs> so, I think I think that um, I think that that is a like a, a a tough situation for for Texas. I don't think I think seven is too high, but I would love to see Texas come out there and beat the fucking breaks off of Oklahoma. Oklahoma looked like shit the past couple of weeks. I mean, looked like shit. And you know what? They probably should because that's a first-year coach, and he's also a defensive coach, and that's an offensive team. So there you go.
1: Love it. Uh, yeah. uh, if Gabriel is out, and Whoa, look, Oklahoma man. got absolutely destroyed by TCU last week. Yeah, they did. They gave up six hundred six hundred eighty-eight yards to TCU. Yeah, uh, fifty-five points to TCU. I just, I think with Ewers coming back, it seems like Oklahoma. <laughs> They're down. I read before we got on. They're down to only I think three scholarship linebackers. Um, That's so lovely. Scott some of the,
0: Cochran, their strength and conditioning coach, how's that happening?
1: Some of the guys that they have coming in uh, as true freshmen that they wanted to redshirt, they might have to pull the redshirt because they're getting it's getting desperate times. So I like Texas to win big. Hook them, hook them.
0: Love it, love it. Um, okay, what's the other? I feel like we're missing a big national game
1: uh we are it is tcu kansas yeah <laughs> which i mean are think you would be a big national game but
0: no but okay let me ask you a question like I, like i make fun of kansas all the time right all the time but how in are you like on a like like let's do it on a scale of one to four hundred let's do on a scale of one to five hundred pounds because i believe that's mark mangino's weight and if you remember mark mangino okay or let's do this let's, let's do it this way one to 27 pies because I, th- I think that he could eat 27 pies okay so on a scale of 1 to 27 and i'm talking about, i'm not talking about apple pie i'm talking like again cherry pie diner pie let's do let's do cherry and blueberry we can alternate them because it's the colors on between 1 to 27 diner pies how all in on, on Kansas are you
1: I think I'm at a 23 and a half.
0: I was going to say 22. Yeah. It's fun. It's kind of fun to watch. Look at us. I know. Look (laughs) at us. Kansas Bayhawks, babe. I mean, like I, I just, I think that, I think that Kansas is they're, They're first off, they have all the ingredients on like, what is a fun team to watch? They have good quarterback play. They're fun on offense. They put up a lot of points. Um, and, and they're just a perpetual underdog. They're, they're an underdog again.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's by seven. Um, So this is the first time college game day has ever gone to Lawrence, Kansas. So we got a little bit bummed last week and it sounded like, you know, some of the guys on game day were a little bummed that they went went to Clemson. Open about it. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time that they have been ranked since 2009. Mm -hmm. Um, TCU also ranked also undefeated, um, just obliterated Oklahoma last week. Um, Here's where I'm leaning on this game. Um, You know who leads the the country in quarterback efficiency?
0: Jalen Daniels. No, Max Duggan.
1: Wait, what? Max Duggan, the quarterback for TCU. He's at Kansas State. um, He is the second player in FBS uh, in the past fifteen years in the FBS, other Mm -hmm. being Lamar Jackson, to have a touchdown pass and touchdown run of at least sixty yards in the first quarter of a game. Mm -hmm. This new offense is suiting him well um both teams are great running the ball duggan has been very careful no ints on the year only one fumble um here's where i like tcu in the game d coordinator not a lot of people talking about this a lot of people talking about tcu offense they were near dead last in almost every advanced statistical category in the country last season on defense at tcu i bet they're not now i bet they're not i'll take a guess they changed from four two five to three three five They've paid Uh dividend, their top 25 in defensive pass success rate. Um, Kansas last week played Iowa State, and they didn't do well on offense. Now, they did do well on defense against Iowa State, but they only scored, I think, 17 points. Um, Iowa State runs a 3-3-5. Kansas offense struggles with the 3-3-5. I don't think they'll struggle on offense as much because it's a home game. It's going to be hype, but I like TCU. It's going to be a shootout, 38-30 TCU. TCU covers, game goes over. Let's go. I think, I think TCU frogs. is built um, – I can't get on board with that.
0: I, I hate to say this because I love I love what Kansas has been able to do. That's enough. Um, <laughs> But, um, but I, I do think – I think TCU is just built like a more ch- – I don't say championship level because that's not what it is. But they're built like a – I hate to say it, but like a closer to like an SEC team. You know what I mean? That doesn't necessarily mean in the grand scheme of things, God, that's such a fucking homer take um but i, I you know kansas i'm is gonna, built
1: like an sec team is that what you said
0: no i said tcu is built okay. more like an sec team you did a week ago to, to oklahoma i mean that's tough to fucking put it on oklahoma like the way they did i'm gonna take tcu as well um close close but i think i think that they win i like what a great story though we'd love what we're seeing with kansas i would love if kansas wins i would be i would love to be wrong and they sold out they sold out their stadium again that means be awesome that means when they run out of that tunnel on Saturday, over 9,000 people will be packed into that stadium to see that game.
1: You can say whatever you want this week, but when the ball kicks at 12 p.m. Yeah. on Saturday, TCU's going to have to strap up those cleats and play fucking Kansas. <laughs>
0: that makes me so happy. That's so good. All right. that, All right. that is going to be coming up later in the show, too, just so everyone knows.
1: All right, let's go to uh, a game that I don't think will be in doubt here. Auburn at number two, Georgia. Georgia currently a 30-point favorite, total 49.5, which is tough to do. Um, tough to do. Yeah, so, look, Auburn last week, for all the shit they've been given, they they had a 17-0 lead. Looked like, hey, look, Brian Harson does it again. Well, then they blow the lead, 21 unanswered points, lose the game. They don't score anymore. Um Who's, I mean, somebody on this podcast
0: has been telling you about these fourth quarter struggles yeah. and second half struggles from Auburn for a while. Tyler, if I told you that that was the third time in their last four SEC games, they, they started a the game up 14 nothing in the first quarter and didn't win in regulation, would you believe me? Yes. Yeah, because it happened again.
1: Now, let's go to Georgia. I didn't get to watch too much of the game, but I was oh, out. I mean, it was late. Some cocktails had been had. So I was like one eye looking up at the at the score at the game and I had a bunch of Georgia fans with me. Everyone's freaking out cuz I yeah. see it's 16 to 6 Missouri at the half. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, is that that's just I can't be real. But I didn't really your boy, see many plays. Your boy is
0: just hammering Georgia first half.
1: Yeah. Um end up Georgia wins the game, but it wasn't very impressive. 26, 22 to Missouri one and three against the spread over its last four games. Um, where do you see this one playing out? I don't think the necessarily the outcome is in question, but what about yeah. the score? We will be there. We'll be
0: there live. You're looking live from Athens, Georgia. My beautiful and great girlfriend, Elizabeth Nelly. She's celebrating her 17th. Nope. 23rd birthday. Um, and we'll be going to Athens, so it's a lot of fun. We're going to go see our good friend, Jeff Williams. You can see a lot of people. It should be a, a blast. I'm excited for it. Um, my favorite fucking, uh, it used to be, I don't know if it still is anymore, to be honest. It used to be my favorite rivalry in the entire country, because it's just something about Georgia-Auburn, the leaves changing. You have that crisp fall air. to be 72 this weekend, which oh, is fucking great. Beautiful. It's we're so close to 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 hoodie weather, which I can't fucking wait for. Hey,
1: like the start of that game is going to be hot as shit, but when this when we get into the fourth quarter, it's going to get chilly. Yeah, love it, love it, I love it. Um, I think that I think that for the
0: first time last week we saw signs of life at Auburn with Robbie Ashford at the quarterback position, and he you know put up over three hundred thirty-seven yards, I think um looks pretty good was was able to kind of stretch the field for the first time that kid is an athlete he's able to stretch the field and, and extend plays and, and do some things that that you know give some defenses trouble those defenses really aren't georgia and i think that when you get back home into i mean this is a team i think i think that georgia has, or auburn has scored like i mean let me make sure before i look this up um i'm pretty confident that georgia Going into this game in their last like 10 trips, why is it not coming up this first? Hold on. Um, in their last 10 trips or so, uh, to Athens, or, or maybe in the last 10 years, and their, their games, uh, in Athens, Auburn has failed to score over double digits, um, several, several times. They, yeah. So this is this is the just w- looking at Wikipedia right now. Your last, uh, 10 years, so the 2011 game, you score seven points. You talk about the um, 2014 game, because they played in back-to-back years in Auburn, they scored seven points. 2016, seven points. Uh, 2018, 10 points. 2020, they scored six points. So it's been a while since an Auburn offense has put up over 10 points in a game against Georgia. I think they score exactly 10. Um, I don't think it's really that close. Georgia has won five in a row in this series. They've won 14 out of the last 17. Kirby, listen, I understand that one time where he, you know, they lost 40 to 17, but outside of that, he has dominated Auburn since he's been there, um, even in his first year upsetting him. And that's the year that Georgia got beat by everybody. So I think Georgia wins. I think they win big. I'm going to say it's like 38 to 10 uh, or 41 to 10. And they cover the spread.
1: I had 38, six. Okay, I like we're that. good. Sure. Uh, yeah. Auburn zero seven against the spread in the last seven against Georgia. The so under seven and zero in Georgia's last seven games. Yeah, so um, let's go to Alabama. Or, uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Arkansas, okay. uh, unranked now. Twenty three Mississippi State, Mississippi State, nine and a half point favorite total fifty nine. This game opened up on an early look ahead minus three, but after the news of KJ Jefferson and his uh, uh, RJ
0: Jefferson, according to uh, Barstool.
1: Yeah, R.J. Jefferson, um, concussion. Um, Arkansas holds an 18-13-1 all-time edge in the series. They've won two straight against Mississippi State. It's the first time Mississippi State's been in the top 25 since September of 2020. Story for them has been Will Rogers. He leads the country in touchdown passes where he's tied with it with UNC's Drake May. Um, They're coming off two major... I would say emotional games, um, and both of them they lost. They dropped consecutive games to Texas A&M, 23-21, and then Alabama, 49-26. In that game, they were down 28-0. They brought it all the way within 28-23, and then Jameer Gibbs just crushes their souls. No, um, no, 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 Jalen
0: Milrow crushed their souls on 3rd and 15 when they had a spy in on the quarterback.
1: Fair, fair. Um, it sounds like, at the beginning of the pod, it sounded like our guest Chris Gordy said that it K- – Fortin, who is the replacement yeah. for Al- uh, for Arkansas last week when KJ Jefferson went down, is probably going to start. Uh, he he was four of ten for thirty five yards in relief. There, I'm not sure what happened to Malik Cornsby. I thought he was the backup. Um, mm-hmm. If Jefferson doesn't play this game, I'm not sure how Arkansas stays within the number. Um, yeah, I think you're coming. Football. You're coming off two emotional games back to back that resulted in losses. Now yeah. you have to go play an 11 a.m. kick in Starkville with a backup QB. Mississippi Mississippi State hasn't been great at stopping the run, so I do think that Arkansas has the advantage there. But I think if you have Fortin and they're just going to stack the box. Yeah. I got Mississippi State winning this game
0: 35-23. Yeah. Um, let's get into uh, – well, we'll do the picks afterwards real quick. But um, What's up, Trevor Garza? Oh, fuck. You came in for the worst part. We haven't talked about mm. Bama a uh, and yet. Love you to death. Though. I'm sorry. Um, but – yeah, so I'm, I'm, with, I'm with am with I'm I'm with m on this. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm with Mississippi State on this one. I think Mississippi State uh, is able to do what they've been doing all years, from a gambling standpoint, which is score first, win the first half, and then most likely cover the spread late in this game. I, like, Arkansas has the worst pass defense in the country. We saw it a week ago, even Bama, you know, the receivers with a bunch of drops still took still advantage of them. But one thing that Bama does and some other teams have been able to do against Arkansas, which that Mississippi state doesn't do is take the top off the defense. You know, you have, you have speed when you run a slant route that if you bring a safety down, which I don't know why the fuck Barry Odom on third and two brought a single high safety in and then brought the safety down into the box. And it was just like two of days, like, you know, like, you know, back in the day, it's just like slant route to, to whoever. And, and, and he's gone to a co- uh, Prentice. Um, but or Kobe Prentice, I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't think Mississippi State does that. Mississippi State doesn't really take the top off of defenses. They dink and dunk and just it's a, you know death by a thousand paper cuts with you on offense and, and through the air. I think that's what we see tomorrow uh, or on Saturday. I think that's what I think that's what they do. It, but it's not like they're going to put up a lot of yards. But it's not going to be you know this quarterback was for where Will Rogers was nineteen of twenty five for three fifty or four hundred yards. Whereas, like yards per attempt is something crazy. It's going to be what we always see out of this offense, which is, you know, eight yards at a time right down the field. Um, Maybe struggle a little bit early because that's going to be a very motivated Arkansas defense. Uh, And especially with, you know, how they've been getting, getting like a lot of sacks and stuff. They only had one a week ago and they, you know, take away some of the stuff they had against that Missouri State team. I don't know if they've had that many, but.
1: My favorite comment here is Billy Daniels, who I mentioned earlier as a Bama fan, said, oh, should I put money on Arkansas without knowing KJ was hurt? The best part about that is that we were watching the game. So that'll tell you the state of mind we were in uh, in Austin. i tell you what, you should see the state of mind I was in. All right, let's get this last game out of the way and get this over to producer Dan. All right, I will start it, and I'll let you finish the pod here. Saturday, 8 p.m. We also got to get our picks in. I tell you, you want me to just tell you the, the lock of the week? Tell me the lock of the week.
0: It's Duke first half money line against Georgia Tech. I told you a week ago that Duke first half against Virginia was free money. Virginia was putting up four and a half points in the first half of games all year. Duke has one of the top 15 scoring offenses in the country uh, when it comes to first half total points per game. Um, They were putting up over 15 and a half or like around 16, I think, against FBS opponents going into that game. They were up 21 nothing like that. Uh, Duke is playing Georgia Tech this weekend. It is on the road. Georgia Tech just somehow beat Pitt. Uh, on the road in brent key's first game as the interim head coach but duke going on the road against the georgia tech team that is a very bad football team and especially bad in the first half take duke first half money line free money there you go
1: all right uh saturday 8 p.m cbs texas a&m notice i didn't say ranked texas a&m at number this. one alabama alabama minus 24 total 51 and a half like I said, I'll break this game down, give you what I think, and then I'm going to let you finish the pot here. Okay. Nick Saban seeking revenge against an opponent he lost to in the previous season. Oh, like this. I'm always, here. always tough for the opposing team. Um, since arriving in Tuscaloosa, Saban has been in this situation 15 times. Uh, the tide has gone 14 and 1 straight up, 11 and 4 against the spread. Um, Covered by an average of uh, under of just under six points per game. A&M, obviously, significantly large underdog here. Um, of the 15 games that I listed above that they were in, they were a favorite. Alabama was of more than 10 points six of those times. Six and 0 against the spread. Mm-hmm. Um, Saban. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think Bryce plays in this game? No, not a second. Okay. I still think <laughs>
0: that- I, I, l- listen Mississippi state put up a hundred yards rushing on this team in the first half a week ago. So no, I don't think that Bryce young plays in this game.
1: Um, I, I think that, yeah. And to some people in the chat saying there's some injuries. Yeah. I, I noticed a and M a lot of injuries. Um, they're not good. Sounds like Max Johnson broke his hand. So you got to go back to Haynes King now. Um, Haynes
0: King, who by the way s- tied an all-time record in the SEC for most pick-sixes in a career. Haynes King has four total starts under his belt.
1: Yeah, I- I'll just I'll just put it this way. Um, look, the last time that A and M or Jimbo was down uh, an underdog of more than three touchdowns was against Bamman in 2018. Scored a late touchdown to to cover. It's not going to happen today, folks, or Saturday. This is an absolute beatdown of epic, epic proportions. Sabin, I know he's been a little bit more uh, nice in the in the media this week. It's all for show. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is going to be a domination. I don't even know what the score is going to be. I don't. I, a and M may tack on fourteen to seventeen points at the very most. I got Bama scoring over forty. Um, they're gonna. He's gonna leave the the hammer down until the clocks hit zero in the fourth quarter. Blowout win. Jimbo may get killed by one of the fine bomb callers on Sunday.
0: Yeah. that was a weird thing. Um, Will Anderson said in the off season, we'll address it when we play them on October 8th. Here's the thing. here's the thing. Trevor Garza, I love you to death, dude. you're my favorite a and m fan. I, you've like we, we've had like our back and forth. we had some you know, like jabs and stuff like that. You know, just back and forth about A&M versus Bama and blah, blah, blah in the offseason and season. I respect the shit out of you. And I honestly respect the shit out of A&M fans at this point. And the reason why is this. You sat there. A&M fans don't deserve what's going to happen to them on Saturday. They don't. They they deserve better. They, they shelled out $100 million or like $95 million guaranteed money for this fucking carnival act carnival act jimbo fisher who's coming here with his flapping his gums and his big ass mouth talking all this shit and that it was his job to put a product on the field that could back that up because they ain't fans, defense as much as they defended him and as much as they did the yell practice and whatever the fuck else they're not the ones that went out there calling out nick saban how fucking dumb do you have to be jimbo fisher to go call out the greatest coach of all time in a revenge game year going to Tuscaloosa. And I said this in the beginning of the year. I thought this was an a and team that might have been built to be able to, to beat uh, this, this Bama team because of the way it's supposed to be built and the defensive line and all the talent coming in. It's not. They're a bad football team. And now you have nine starters out of 22. What are you smiling about? Now you have nine starters out of 22 total. You have your quarterback that's out, and it's already been a shit a shitstorm on offense in every single game. I remember saying, I remember, I remember one of the best sayings my college coach ever said, We were playing a game against Francis Marion, who was in the top five in the country. We were ranked number one, and they had a pitcher on the mound who ended up playing in the bigs for the Mets, who beat us in game one of that series, five to two. And as we're walking off the field, their student section started chanting, overrated. I just want, you know, I went one for one in that game. Off Dylan, Dylan Owen, just to let you know. But they start chanting overrated. We come back the next day one and for we one fucking is so beat sick. them. <laughs> yeah, it was. I remember I remember rounding first base and like it was like in the ninth inning, we're down 5-2 and I get a hit up the middle and I, I come back. I'm like, let's go, guys. And this pitcher, Seth Newsom, just goes, shut the fuck up, Marler. So anyway, uh, we're coming back. Like I, I talk about this, this, this the next day we came back and beat the fucking brakes off this team against two other pitchers that ended up you know both going uh, getting drafted like that. And I remember our coach yelling at their their fans as we're walking off. That's why you don't talk shit in game one of a three game series. Well Jimbo, this is why you don't talk shit in May after you sign a number one recruiting class and full of recruits that haven't done shit on the field because now it's time to pay the fucking piper. And you got to go out there into Tuscaloosa at night. And I mean, these fans are fucking foaming at the mouth for you and your team and your fan base. And again, the fan base does not deserve what's about to happen because the fan base is not the ones they all they did was believe. All they did was believe, raise money and send it to somebody who, who told them and sold them a fucking lie. And that's Jimbo. He's a fucking liar. He's a fucking narcissist and he's going to get his fucking ass beat on Saturday, and I can't wait. And I don't care how any of that sounds, I am fired the fuck <laughs> up. We, it's been a minute since we've had one of these. We've lost so many viewers. Um, I'm just yeah. fired up. I'm fired up, and I just it, – it, there's not many games where you get to have that, I think, if you're, like, you know, a going in that. This is – it's a beatdown, man. It's a beatdown. You can say all the stuff, whatever you want to in the offseason, but like you said about Kansas – On Saturday night at 8 p.m., you got to stop running that fucking mouth, calling press conferences in May, where you called someone else a narcissist, and now you got to go line up and play Alabama. And it it is going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It is (laughs) going to be, as Kristen Saban said in in our group chat, it is nothing but joyless fucking murder ball on Saturday, and I can't wait. Here is the lesson.
1: All right. Well, that's going to be it for the show. Guys, don't forget, if you're out watching your game, having a good time, me and Billy meant to do this over the weekend. We got caught up in some other things. I did too. (laughs) Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, 424-430-0045. If your team just got their ass beat or if they just beat the shit out of another team or you're just sad or happy and you want to chat with us, leave us a voicemail, 424-430-0045. Chris, any any parting words here? No, man. Call the hotline. We'd love it. Um, And we'll see see you next week. We gotta go. All right, guys. Thanks for Chris. I'm Tyler. Have a good night.